0: The machine is ever-turning, ever-hungry. How do you avoid being eaten? How do you avoid drifting into becoming another cog? Can you escape the machine? Should you try or is it impossible? Pondering these questions and more, by the mention the machine. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mention the Machine podcast. We are here with episode nine. This week we're doing Courage is Calling, a book by Ryan Holiday. He's doing a whole series, apparently, on the, uh, the the cardinal virtues of Stoicism.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. Why he started with this one, I'm not sure. But, Joel, give us a quick overview of Stoicism, since we've covered it in previous episodes, in case somebody's new.
1: Actually, I was trying to play the role of the, th- of the goldfish and not have any memory of it, but I'll go with it anyway. <laughs> Stoicism is the act of controlling what you can control and not worrying what you can't control.
0: Such as oh, the only thing you can really control is your reactions.
1: And your own mind.
0: Not other people, so don't exactly. try. It just makes you angry.
1: If you're stuck in traffic, there's no point in flipping out and getting upset. You're still going to be stuck in traffic. What you can't control is being upset about it.
0: Although you might enjoy flipping out. Sometimes I do. So. Yeah, so do I.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> my new thing now with my coworker is I'll do something, and I'll say, That wasn't very stoic. <laughs>
0: The funny thing about Stoics is that they always think that they're like, uh, they don't, they get rid of all emotions, but it's really know. just getting rid of the negative ones to highlight no, the other it's, ones. It's
1: more of, you keep them in check. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you don't get rid of them, you just acknowledge their existence, mm-hmm. and but don't let them control you. Exactly. You are driving. So, there are four cardinal virtues, apparently, and they're called cardinal virtues because <laughs> they go along with, uh, with basically the directions on a compass, is... So it's The Cardinal Directions, kind of. Um, they are prudence, justice, courage, and temperance. And we're going to be talking about courage today because that's what the the book is about. Pretty short book. A um, couple hours I, I listened to Six. it. Yeah, I, I'm not big on audiobooks because I can't highlight things and underline things. So it's one of the other reasons why this is probably going to be a short podcast because I don't have any notes. Mm. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Short, uh, short book. Uh, just came out recently. Pretty new. Um, Ryan Same. Holiday also did uh, Ego is the Enemy, who we mm-hmm. covered. and uh, There's
1: another one we did, too.
0: Yeah. Obstacles the Way. Obstacles the Way, yes. <laughs> Obstacles the Way is definitely important. Um,
1: so, yeah. So,
0: it deals with uh, courage. And one of the. in order to have courage, you have to have fear first. So, why are we
1: afraid? Because we're a bunch of chickens. Exactly. <laughs> because
0: we have an old lizard brain in the back of our our DNA that tells us to be afraid of potential consequences and danger but most of the time it's more made up in our mind than in a real reality
1: fear is a mind killer exactly
0: you must let it pass you and wash over you and when you look back you'll see only you remain the spice must flow
1: Mm
0: -hmm. this podcast is all over the place but okay (laughs) (coughs) anyway we're kind of on topic here Mm -hmm. but um yeah why are we afraid and uh fear is usually worse in the mind than in reality um Tim Ferriss, and apparently it's something that's taken from an army technique of fear setting where you list out all the potential bad things that could happen from doing an action and you realize that they're more, less than less than likely than you think. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, defeating fear with logic, basically. You're saying, okay, the ra- realizing that this thing is an ira- irrational emotion, it's not a logical uh, event that's going to happen.
1: If, you, if not you, then who? Yeah, see,
0: that's one of those things that they talk about with courage. It's like, if you see a problem, you should probably be... We talked about this. If you see a problem, you probably should solve the problem because there is something in your unique DNA that makes you recognize a problem that not everyone else might see. And there is
1: a, an opportunity there. And after ten episodes, I finally understand what that means. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there progress listen to that episode like seven times <laughs> and then i don't know how it all makes sense
0: <laughs> yeah and and being courageous about it is one of those things where you might not people think about these courageous acts and they think about the people doing them and the thing that they're doing is they're not dwelling in the fear aspect of it they're acting they're taking action right away because it only takes a few seconds of courage to beat fear um the, the example in the one of the examples in the book is there is a uh a bunch of Marines guarding an alley or something, two, two guys guarding an alley, and the, um, a van comes speeding towards them, and they have a choice to either shoot the van or the, get out of the way of the van. They choose to confront the van, and they ended up that's saving act, a bunch of people. There's
1: actually a military base.
0: Military base? There you go.
1: It was a military base, and there was a van full of explosives and whatnot, and they decided to open fire on the van because they weren't thinking about it, but they those two gave up their lives to save the entire base.
0: Yeah, and it just took a few seconds for them to make that decision. They didn't mm-hmm. have all day to maul it over and say, oh, what's going to happen to me? What's yeah. the worst case scenario? It's
1: kind of like when you want to get in the pool and you just jump in. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just fucking pull the Band-Aid off. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and then at the, you make, make it a habit. Being courageous, make it a habit. If you feel yourself being afraid or hesitating about something, there's. that's probably your ego trying to protect yourself most often. So it's probably the thing that you should be doing.
1: Yeah, sucker punch that guy and move on. Yeah. <laughs> Never sucker punch people. Ego's not a person.
0: Oh yeah, you, you can you can name it. You can give it a name. People have done that. I want to do that.
1: Yeah, I want to be able to sucker punch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So so make it a habit. Um, yeah. Do do the things that you're afraid of more often. Start small, and it'll build up to bigger things. And mm-hmm. As the the world's going right now, we seem to need more courageous people. Too many people are not doing the right thing at the right time. They're waiting for somebody else to step up and be the person to to you know take that stand, mm-hmm. and then they're going to fall behind them. Um, the example one of the examples also in the book is uh, Serpico, which is. He was a detective in New York City in, I guess, the late 70s, and he was an undercover detective that exposed all kinds of corruption in the police force. Who The only reason I knew of him initially was from a uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode where Charlie dresses up like Serpico mm-hmm. and is running around and he keeps saying, I'm Serpico, and like he's just wearing all these crazy costumes all the time. It's, I had no idea who he was, and then this, this book filled in that gap in my life. <coughs> but yeah, he was one of the only ones that stood up against it, and then... After all the trials and everything, one of his fellow officers came up to him and, and he was talking about how it was great that he did that. And he asked why why didn't you do this? Because he didn't want to be in the same situation that Serpico is, where he had to go through all the hard hard stuff. But he clearly saw it, and he was clearly wanted to be a virtuous person.
1: So, what are you willing to pay to be
0: courageous? Exactly. I mean, at the end of it, you might you might have to give up your life. But the the downside of that is uh,
1: can we start smaller? <laughs>
0: well that's I mean if you go big go big or go home, Joel.
1: <laughs> I think they didn't mean go home as in afterlife. <laughs> it is funny though because like they talked about um oh who's the who was the um the
0: nurse? Oh, um the, Ella Fitzgerald was that? Her? No. No, that's
1: a singer. Um She wanted basically she was born into a family that had means and she wanted to become a nurse and help people yeah
0: she's another one of the I wish I wish I knew the name it's a complete uh,
1: but her family basically like shunned her for like years not to do it and then she uh, names on the tip of my tongue mother something no
0: not mother Teresa
1: sister no
0: uh,
1: I'm gonna stall while Eugene looks it up yeah, anyway
0: I- I'm a song Joe
1: anyway she basically she kept not listening to the call of courage Of going out and helping people And like she stood up for people Like when she got into that Into that situation She was like fighting with uh, Accountants and whatnot about needing supplies and whatnot, And she wouldn't back down Like she was a person who was, who was Fit for the job Like if she didn't answer that call A lot of people would have died Because she took pride in taking care of these people
0: Uh
1: Eugene's still looking it up, so
0: I know. Okay. No, I know it's it's giving me bad results here.
1: But um, it was very am- am- amazing to find out that like, for like fifteen, twenty years, like she kept avoiding doing what she was supposed to do, and she finally just broke down and did it.
0: Yeah, her family kept uh giving her reasons not to do it. She kept talking herself out of it. But they talk about the call to courage. It keeps coming back until you finally accept it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like they were talking about um, oh, what was it, the Iliad? Was that um, Homer? Yeah, he had them strap him to the to the mask so that he could hear the siren call and not be, and not go towards it.
0: Right, right. Yeah, crazy stuff. Mm Yeah, yeah. I'm not finding this because my Google foo is failing me right now.
1: Well, it's my turn for the Google foo. why you? trying to figure this out while i
0: while i stall um he goes on to say you know you must you must burn the white flag which means that you are just never going to to surrender to uh the bad stuff you're never going to give up on trying to be a virtuous person you you can you can suffer defeats and setbacks but you still have to you know pull your pull your rocky balboa and keep getting up and i didn't hear no bell type of stuff um yeah, he goes. He gives up a bunch of examples about courageous people. He talks about looking to your heroes. Florence um, Nightingale. Florence Nightingale. There it is. Florence Nightingale. See, I knew it was another one of those names that I knew, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what they what I knew them for. Yeah, same here.
1: Random thought in the show Max Headroom. They had a basically it was a body shop for like for bo- for body parts, and it was ran by Florence Nightingale, which I thought was a co- cool call. Back. <laughs>
0: You, know, you wonder like uh, it doesn't that help media when you get older and you've, you start understanding a lot more of the hidden references mm-hmm. it's pretty cool yeah, um, yeah burn a white flag um, look to your heroes when you find yourself uh, doubting yourself you're they're your heroes for a reason so look to you know Muhammad Ali for standing up for what he did he, they gives the example in there that they say that for him dodging the uh, not dodging the draft because he didn't he just refused to go he lost like ten million dollars in earnings from that time in Vietnam. Martin Luther King Jr. They say that he uh, he he won his appeal. He, he won his followers when he proved himself willing to go to jail mm-hmm. versus just being well, th- on the sidelines. Well, they
1: also mentioned how um, Nixon would have. One of the reasons Nixon didn't win that election was because they reached out to Nixon and JFK, and JFK took the risk of getting him out of jail. Yeah. And that's a swayed part of the voting for him.
0: And Nixon was actually, uh...
1: Nixon was actually friends with... Yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. Luther King.
0: Yeah. Crazy Craziness. The craziness. Mm-hmm. You, won't, you won't get your friends out of jail, Nixon? Mm-hmm. No wonder you're a crook.
1: I cannot tell a lie? No, that's Lincoln. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wrong president. <laughs>
0: yeah. The, uh... Yeah, the, the Nixon thing also, wanted, they say one of the reasons why he lost was because it was one of the first, uh, debates that was televised. Yes. And he was not an attractive man, but women like that Kennedy...
1: Mm-hmm. Well, apparently they're saying that in person they thought, "Oh, Nixon totally won it," but then when they played it back on television, Nixon clearly lost. Yeah, <laughs> there's actually a show called, there's actually a podcast slash audiobook slash a lot of stuff called "Raise the Dead," and they the guy goes over the um, the JFK election and how they ran it and how they won. Huh? So
0: interesting yeah i'm currently reading that uh that book on teddy roosevelt and you realize how politics have always been shaky Mm -hmm. they've always way been shaky Mm -hmm. crazy stuff even just like the the elections that he went through in uh new york crazy stuff anyway yeah so courage and calling courage is calling a good good book worth picking up um like i said it's short short book um i'll probably pick up the physical copy because i prefer that to the the audible ones um yeah, it's actually read by Ryan Holiday, so if you don't know what he sounds like. Yeah.
1: This is his third, I think his third stoicism book. Mm-hmm.
0: So he's going to keep doing those. Um, <coughs> excuse me. You know, you know who Ryan Holiday's mentor is? Tim Ferriss? No, it's uh the guy that wrote uh The Laws of Mastery, uh, Robert Greene. Mm. And he just came out. Robert Greene just came out with a new book. He, it's uh, The Daily Laws. So it's like a a law a day 365 different laws to make your life better
1: so now i got another book i gotta read every day mm-hmm. get the calendar i've been reading the daily stoic every day since june and i gotta admit some are really good and some are not so good
0: yeah and i think that's just gonna be the way that's why it's gonna it's gonna hit you at different points mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm on a reread of it now i just started that again since we've been covering stoicism lately
1: well, it's just like they say about a, a stream. You, you walk through one day and walk through another. It's a little different stream because the water just keeps moving.
0: Yeah, the the other part of that is it's not the same stream and you're not the same person. Mm-hmm. So a man can't enter the same stream twice. Which I think was in a martial arts movie, too, where the, the guys fought again. And he said, You fight like a different person. He's like, I am, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Courage is Calling. Go check it out. Episode 9. Pretty short episode.
1: Yep. Hmm. What are we doing next, Joel? I believe one or two books. Mm. Um, I can't, like, I'm going to butcher the names. I'll let you say them because that's how I list the wrong one the first time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were describing them. You were like, that doesn't sound like the right <laughs> one. <book." laughs>
1: so, what the meaning, uh, man thinketh, and then the other one is the meaning of.
0: The, the first one is a uh, man's search for me. Uh, yeah, as a man thinketh. Yes. I forget the author author's name because I'm apparently forgetting everything today. It's it's that day. And then the other is a uh, man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl. Yes. A, it's a it's a pretty heavy book heavy. in parts because it's it is lead heavy book because <laughs> he he's a concentration camp survivor and it's how he went through th- th- that experience. Now he came out with a uh, a kind of sunny outlook on life. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh yeah, what's interesting about that book is he he wrote it all in his head. Mm-hmm. Cuz he had no paper, so he wrote it while he was in the concentration yeah, camp.
1: cuz he actually his life work cuz he said he stuffed it in his pocket and they basically stripped him down and took it and like they didn't care. Yeah. And then I guess that's one of the reasons he was able to make it through cuz I got to get this work out. Mm-hmm. But we'll save that in French for the next. Yeah, he had
0: a purpose. So yeah we'll probably be doing uh i don't know which one we're going to do we'll, uh, we'll flip, flip a coin. coin yeah but yeah episode 10 coming up maybe uh maybe we'll we'll switch things up after that and we'll uh throw out a uh, an episode on something non book related but interesting going on like we were discussing the mandela effect mm-hmm. and whether or not that's real or not but
1: if you guys have any questions comments criticisms feel free to write in or text me
0: yeah we're uh we're ready to uh, do we're ready for A. Q&A.
1: yep plus there's also the phone number at the end of the episode so
0: yeah so that'll do it for us ladies and gentlemen uh have a good weekend and we'll talk to you again yep that wraps up another episode of the mention the machine if you would like to contact or subscribe to the podcast, please visit the MentionTheMachine.com. If you would like to leave a voicemail, please call 412-294-8557.